This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Nike sponsor trainer, Justin Allen. Justin, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing good, good, good. I appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir. I appreciate the time. appreciate the opportunity. So uh, let's just go back in time a little bit. How'd you get into football? Man, I grew up playing basketball okay. my whole life. My high school career, I played basketball. And then I was in junior college, and my hips just kept hurting from the from the hardwood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was always knew I was a football player, built like a football player. But uh, I ran from it because my brother was number one um, tight end in the country. And finally, he gets drafted, and I just was like, man, I got to stop running from this. Mm-hmm. And football would be a lot better on my hips. Um, it sounds crazy, but yeah. the grass and turf is a lot softer than the wood. Um, so I made the switch, man, when he got drafted, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Gotcha. Wait, so did you play uh, high school football? No, I did not. I did not. I played basketball oh. all four years. Crazy, crazy. So how did you end up at New Mexico State as a wide receiver? I actually went junior college. Okay. I went junior college. went to City College, San Francisco, mm-hmm. and we went to back-to-back national championships. And uh, from there, New Mexico State came and got me. Um, end up getting in contact with Coach uh, R. Todd Littlejohn, and it was a wrap. <laughs> Ended up going to New Mexico State. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. So, so the first time you played football was in it was in junior college. Yes, sir. Wow, yes, that's sir. Great. Since I, I played yeah. in middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I, yeah. So my first time playing again was in in college. Yes, sir. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. And you go D one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so 2014 was your last uh, year playing football, correct? Gotcha, gotcha. Did you go straight into football training? Like, did you know that that's what you wanted to do, or you didn't know what you were doing? Like, what was the process after football? To be honest with you, man, as a young kid, I always said I wanted my own um, training facility, gym. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had the dreams of going to the NBA, NFL. And when I had my career ending injury or surgery, because I was born with the hip disorder, mm-hmm. um, I just kind of transitioned. Um, I didn't know I was going to. After football, I went, I went into depression after football was taken away. Yeah. Once, once I had surgeries and could no longer play football, I went into depression. And so, yeah, it, that drove me to uh, want to help young athletes as well because I didn't understand. I grew up, you know what I'm saying? I grew up homeless. I grew up struggling. Uh, watched my parents struggle. Mm-hmm. Stayed in the Star Hope shelter. So, I had seen it from the bottom growing up. And so, the dream that I had to help my family was, was no longer possible. So, I really didn't know what to do. And, um, I just went into depression. I felt like I failed. I felt like I failed everyone, even though it was a, a disorder that I was born with. And um, it just got worse over time. And that one last hit just made everything, you know what I'm saying, just mm-hmm. took its toll. That la- one last hit took my body, it took a toll on my body. So from there, once I went into depression, man, I moved with my brother. And I was there for about two or three months, man. And the whole time I was in depression, uh, I had went to T.Y. Hilton's son's basketball party. And, uh, he uh, literally just playing ball, and I'm about to pass the ball to T.Y., man. I just had an 
anxiety attack out of nowhere. Felt like I couldn't breathe, and I was just stressed out, man. Coach mm-hmm. doctors had to come check me out, and uh, from there, I just was like, man, I told my brother, like, I want him to move me to Houston. I was just like, man, send me to Houston, because I had never had anything given to me, and I just felt like it was best, and I came to Houston, man, and started training, and uh, I mean, I have had an anxiety attack since. I love helping people, just being able to help people uh, mentally, yeah. mentally, physically, emotionally, man. There's no better feeling. Gotcha, gotcha, and wait, why, is there a reason why you picked, like, Houston to start training there? Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, going back to that, was there like when Dwayne made the NFL, was there like pressure on you to, to make it as well? Uh, To me, no. I never yeah. really feel pressure. Yeah. Uh, I never really feel pressure because I know, like, I know how hard I work and I know how hard I pray. So, there wasn't any pressure, but I wanted to for my mom and my dad yeah. and my and my siblings. Like, it was a dream to play with my brother in the National Football League. But I wouldn't say there was pressure to make it. Um, and he helped me a lot because he told me um, personally, man, like he doesn't just play for himself. That meant a lot to me knowing that, you know what I'm saying, he's not only playing for himself, he's playing for me and, and the other siblings that he has, mom, dad, family. So just hearing that made it a lot better for me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, you moved back to Houston. And then, uh, like, what was the starting point of you training these players? Say, like, I don't know. Maybe like the first week, like who was your first client? Uh, I was training some young kids when I started off, man. Yeah. And I just fell in love with it. And then it just grew. Started training some high school guys and started seeing the improvement in, in those guys. Teaching them some things I learned along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see the game. I see the game differently because I didn't play in high school. So I had to learn the things that people overlook. I had to learn the little things in, in junior college and Division One to uh, be able to compete and give myself an opportunity. And also having the double hip with instruction, I had to learn how to walk. I had to learn how to do a lot of different things again. So I see the training game from a different view. So it, it helped me be able to translate that and give them that much more insight uh, of the body. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and you have your own gym now, right? And when, wait, when did you uh, when did you open that? My old trainer had let me uh, run his gym for a little bit. Okay. And then I ended up going from park to school, and finally uh, got my own spot um, in December. Gotcha, gotcha. And how many how many guys are you training now? I see you got a lot of big uh, prospects going in D one stuff like that. Man, I train a lot of guys. Uh, to be honest with you, me and my assistant were uh, we've actually been we've been putting the numbers together because we're we're creating this system. I don't want that on air though, but yeah, no. I do. Tra- <laughs> I train a lot of players from from elementary all the way up to the NFL. Gotcha. And I saw maybe uh, I don't know, maybe about a month ago or two months ago, uh, you signed a deal with Nike. So how'd that come about? Oh man, just just from hard work, man. Um, hard work, prayer, and doing the right things, man. Uh, knowing the right people, just being the right timing. Uh, of course, I love what I do and believe in what I do, and so. There's not much to it. I don't really like taking credit for the, the athletes or the people that I train. Um, so yeah. it's just a blessing to me. Yeah, for sure. You got to go to the actual Nike headquarters, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I was actually up there. Uh, they showed me around. Got to see all the, uh, the greats. Um, got to see all the greats. They got their own um, buildings, and it's yeah. pretty sweet, man. Yeah, isn't it? Like, um, it's like a mini town, right? Oh, man. It's, just, it, it's like its own town. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's crazy. 
super mall, but it's not even a mall. It's like yeah. it's almost like a college town, though. It's yeah, like a yeah, college. Yeah. So like I don't know. It's it, it was pretty sweet, man. It was it's like it has this little college feel, but everyone's like it's like a, a tight knit unit at the same time. So yeah. it was pretty sweet, man. It felt like home. Felt like a family. So like I said, just a blessing to be a part, man. Oregon was Oregon itself was beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's one place I could probably see myself living if I ever moved. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's crazy. So going into Last Chance you, you were on season two, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, season three. Oh, season three. Yeah, yeah. I was on season three, and I'll also be on season four, which airs uh, July 19th. And how, how did you uh, end up on the show? Oh, man. I never imagined myself being on the show. I was yeah. just from, from, like I said, uh, doing the right things, just helping people. And I was just helping Ollie, helping yeah. Ronald Ollie and uh, training him. And one day they called him and I get a call one day. One day we're driving, we're going to get something to eat. And I get a call and I usually don't pick up numbers I don't know. And it was a California number. And then, so I pick it up and he was like, hey, this is uh, Greg from Netflix, Last Chance You. And so I'm thinking it was a joke or something. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, why is he calling me, right? And so I put the phone on mute. I was like, just one second. I put the phone on mute. I was like, some guy named Greg's calling me from Netflix. He's like, yeah, that, that's, the, that's the director, that's the producer, da, da, da. And he was like, I gave him your number. I forgot to tell you. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. So I, I take the phone off of mute. And I, I was like, yes, sir. This is Justin Allen. How you doing? And <clears throat> just started to talk to him. And, man, he was so cool down to earth. And he just loved the fact that Ali was doing what a lot of people didn't expect him to do. And I was able to get through to him and help him understand just the little things that he never really had the guidance, mm-hmm. never really had that, that father figure for someone to just pour into him and teach him. Um, so he was a great kid, man. And just being, just having that purple heart, man. I, I, I mean, I was blessed to be a part of the show and blessed to be back on the show, man. Just, and like I said, I was just training Ollie, man. Wasn't expecting anything on it. Just wanted him to get back in school and get his education. Football is football, so yeah. football take care of himself. And so that's really how it happened, man. I just just training Ollie out the kindness of my heart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, sometimes stuff just happens like that. How did you and Ollie link up originally? Uh, he came to the gym to get a haircut one day. <laughs> when he came to get a haircut, like everybody was like, taking pictures of him, like, you don't know who that is? And I'm like, nah, I, I really didn't. I had never watched yeah. any episode of Last Chance U. Um, and I was like, everybody's taking pictures of him, but, like, I mean, that didn't mean anything to me. Like, my brother's Dwayne Allen. He's mm-hmm. been in the NFL seven years. I've, I've been around everybody you can think of. And, and so I'm not really a starstruck guy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I was just like, cool. You know, I was excited for the kids, and everybody was taking pictures for him, and I was excited for him. Just didn't know who he was. I kept training the athletes that I had. And uh, he went upstairs and got a haircut. And when he was leaving, everybody was like, yo, why, uh, you don't know who that is? And I was like, nah. I was like, i, I never seen it, never heard of him. And they were like, it's Ronald Ali from Last Chance You. And I was like, Last Chance You? What's that? So I, I typed his name in on Google. And I'm like, okay. I was like, okay. If he plays football, why is he here right now? Why is he here in Houston in September? Or uh, yeah, it was like August, September. I was like, shouldn't he be in camp? So I reached out to him on Twitter. I was like, hey, I was telling you you play football. I was like, um, where you play it? And then he was telling me his story how some people were telling him he should go pro and he should enter the arena and this and that. And, but he was like, he's not listening to it. He, he just really wanted to go. To, he felt like he should have been at a bigger school, but he had a lot of people in his ear. Mm-hmm. So it made him it made him like, man, if they're telling me I should go pro, maybe I should go switch to a bigger school. So he was, in his mind, he was, Thinking if he left Nichols, he could 
the junior college you watch. Mm-hmm. And they show it on the show. He had some some nice big time Division one offers. So he felt like his chances of going to the NFL or to showcase his talents had to on a bigger stage. Mm-hmm. And really, what I let him know I was like, man, listen, those coaches gave you an opportunity and took a chance on you, even with the stuff you did on Netflix. And I know he wasn't a bad kid. I knew he wasn't a bad character. But the things he did on Netflix and for the school to take a chance on him, I told him I was like, man, you. You, you, you owe it to those coaches to go back and, and earn your spot and be a leader for that program. I was like, I know you weren't a bad kid. I know some people portrayed you differently just because of Netflix. But mm-hmm. I just told him straight up, I was like, as a man, you got to, I said, you could, if you're that good, you'll make it from anywhere. And I was like, as a man, I feel like you should go back and make it right because those coaches gave you an opportunity that no one else would. And so, man, that's really like the conversation we had. I mean, he felt it. He put the work in, man, and got in shape and he got in the classroom, got his grades up, and got back in the nickels, man, and now he's fighting for a spot on the 53-man roster with the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, definitely. Definitely has one of the best stories from, like, last chance you, and all, now it's all coming full circle with the NFL. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and that's crazy how you met him, too. Just, like, he came to get a haircut, and then you, like you said, the people, you didn't know who he was, people told you, and then you hit him up. Like, like it almost happened for a reason. Okay, okay. That's, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I feel like Honestly, we had a similar story, man. Like, yeah. like he he witnessed his, what his parents went through, and uh, it was that tragic incident. And mm-hmm. I witnessed what my parents uh, went through um, during their time of struggle. And so, for me to be able to relate to him, it was like, man, I've, I've already been here. I've, already, I've been through what he's been through, and he's never really met anyone that's been through what he's been through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people just want to know that they're not alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody in the world needs somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I just had to get him to understand, like, you're not going to always have somebody to lean on, and you're not going to always be in the situation that you want to be in, but you got to make the best of it. And so it's just those little things that we had similar characteristic traits that are similar. And for me, it was just simple to be able to relate to him, man. So I don't see it how everyone else sees it, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I was supposed to do, but I definitely am blessed to have met Ollie. Definitely, definitely. And um, what about, like, when the show premiered and, uh, like, say your friends and your family started seeing you or, like, people that didn't know you, like, was your, like, social media and, like, your phone blowing up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. My, my phone started blowing up. Social media started blowing up. Uh, I was actually verified, man, and my, my, my Twitter got hacked. Social media got hacked. So, yeah. and it just happened. Like, I didn't even request it. They just verified me. So, yeah, things happened pretty quick, man. And to be honest with you, I didn't even watch the show. For a while, I'm just the type of person I am. I didn't even watch the show for a while. Like, people just kept telling me about it. And then finally, I was just like, all right, I'll go watch it. I watched it. Uh, it was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. Did you watch the uh, the first two seasons as well? I went back and watched it a little bit, man, yeah. just to get an understanding of everything that uh, had transpired in the first two episodes. And, uh, there was some funny kids on there, man. <laughs> some great athletes. And, man, those, those, those guys have some. Those guys were characters for sure, but yeah, I went back and watched a little bit. I think I'm gonna do that here pretty soon, man. I think I'm gonna just go watch one through four. Once, as soon as this next one drops, I'm gonna just start from the top and just watch it, definitely. just to see how everything, just to get that in depth behind everything. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the brand itself has grown like crazy over the last four years now. Oh yeah, man. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. it's like it gotta be. It gotta be one of the top shows on Netflix. Um, and then what? What about like? I know you said you saw a few episodes. Do you think, and you went to JUCO? Do you think it portrays the JUCO uh, route the correct way? Oh yeah, most definitely. J- 
junior college is hard, man, and it's really a struggle. You get kids from all over. You get kids from different states, different cities, man, that have this football dream, and you got a coach that, that is going to push you. A lot of kids, and it's real, man, a lot of kids don't know how to take discipline. Um, they don't understand discipline. They don't know how to take the constructive criticism. And then a lot of kids don't know how to play as a team, and, and the coaches have to teach them not only how to be football players but how to be young men. Want the teams that can actually listen and buy into what the coach is trying to teach them, they're going to be the winning teams, as you can see from the show. It's a struggle. It's a fight. That junior college life is not for everyone. Yeah, for it's sure. Not for, for sure. You I got mean. a lot of different, you got a lot of different characters mixed together, man. A lot of different personalities mixed together, and uh, everyone's trying to achieve one goal. The dream is to go to Division One, of yeah. course, but everyone's trying to get to that next level of college with that dream of playing the next playing in the NFL. So. It's definitely portrayed how it, it actually happens, man. You got those tough coaches, and you just got to have tough skin. And um, mm-hmm. you got some players that don't understand it until it's too late. And you got some players that um, that take it serious and get in and get out. It shows all three phases, all three or four phases of the junior college life. And that translates to college, uh, Division One, Division Two, Division Three as well. So um, it definitely portrays uh, reality. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I remember when I first watched it, and I was like, these places are in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what advice would you give to, like, a young football player or a young trainer? The advice I would give mm-hmm. is be a sponge. Be a sponge. I-, I like to tell everyone, man, it's always better to not be the smartest one in the room because then you have room to grow. Mm-hmm. Be a sponge. Learn from those that have done it before you. And understand it's okay to fail. If I can tell them anything, it's okay to fail. It's just... Once you fail, you just got to get back up. You're going to fall, but don't let that fall keep you down. Get back up and keep going. And uh, don't let anyone anyone tell you what you can and cannot do. But be smart at the same time. Some people don't be one of the people chasing something that's not there. Sometimes it's for a season, and you got to know when it's for a season. And I was one of those guys, man, with the football. That wasn't meant for me to go play professional ball NBA, even though it put me in depression. I realized it too late, like, this is how it's supposed to play out. You know what I mean? I'm able to accept that. I'm not a failure. I failed, but I'm not a failure. And I'm a sponge, man. I like to learn. I don't think I'm the smartest one in the room. If I am, I'm still trying to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just be genuine. Do everything from the heart. And everything else will fall in place, man. I'm a firm believer of what you put out in the universe. The energy you put out in the universe is the energy you receive. So... I'm all about doing the right things and believing in those prayers, man, and not being afraid to fail. So oh. that's really what I would give them, man. Yeah, definitely. I think that was great advice. All right, so you ready for some fun questions? They're going to go from average to savage. All right, I got you. <laughs> all right, what, what's your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now? Wow. You put me on the spot, didn't you? <laughs> uh, favorite song right now probably is by S5 Yola, and it's all I got. Right, I'm going to have to check it out. Are you more of a jersey guy or a shoe guy? Uh, I'm more of a shoe guy. I don't really. I told myself when I was young that I wouldn't wear anybody's jersey unless it was mine, unless it had my last name on it. Now, obviously, I didn't make it to the NFL, but my brother did. So, in a sense, I still never wore anyone else's jersey. You don't even rock his jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rock Uh, my brother's jersey. That's the only. I told myself that was the only jersey I I would ever put on. I told myself if I didn't go pro. Um, I would never wear anyone else's jersey. So my brother's jersey was the first jersey I ever purchased. Gotcha, gotcha. You got the Dolphins gear now? Nah, I haven't, man. I'm waiting for him to give me one. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, what is that What is that like when he goes from team to team and 
like you're rooting for different teams is that like kind of strange like you change like apparel you know like you're wearing patriot stuff then you're or you're wearing colt stuff patriot stuff now you're wearing dolphin stuff no nah, no nah, i mean it's a part of the game man yeah. so it's a part of the game so for me it's i mean i'm gonna follow him wherever so yeah. um i understand it's a business like you got to understand it's a business and i understand it's a business so it's actually fun because i get to explore and experience different cities yeah definitely definitely uh and what do you think's uh harder training people or playing football <laughs> definitely play football it's a lot harder to play football training people that's all about passion anyone could be a trainer you can learn it it's a learned trait now we all have different skills and, and things that we're gifted with but at the end of the day a lot of the talent you're born with that talent man that's god given so but definitely playing football is a lot harder for sure for sure well i appreciate you coming on the show and uh can you let the people know where they can follow you at and uh stay where your uh gym is located at Twitter and Instagram, Justin Allen underscore 13. Um, and both of my ad names are the same. That's mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram, Justin Allen underscore 13. And uh, I train in Houston, Texas. So, yeah, that's really it, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, for sure.